Welcome to the Burn Bright Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping big-hearted, creative women battle burnout and live happy, healthy, vibrant lives. I'm Kelly Ann, a fellow big-hearted creative, a licensed therapist, and a proud, quirky millennial. Welcome back, everyone. I hope your week has been treating you kindly. If it hasn't, I hope This time that you've made for yourself is rewarding by even just taking out 20 minutes to listen to this podcast. Maybe it'll turn your week around, or at least it's showing that you're taking some time out for yourself. This week, we're going to talk all about fear and how it paralyzes us, but ways to kind of feel fear and move forward anyway toward a goal or toward your dreams so that you can be closer aligned to living the life that you want. Fear is a tough thing. I have had crippling amounts of fear in my life and yet A lot of people who know me think I am such a brave person. They say, you're so brave. And I think to myself, every time I've heard that in my life, I am not brave. (laughs) I am a big old scaredy cat about a lot of things. And a lot of the things I have done in my life, a lot of the big decisions I've made and the moves I've made, I've been totally terrified while doing it. But I think the key is, is that what makes a person brave isn't how they feel, but their actions. And so I have made a life out of feeling the fear, but doing it anyway, just pushing myself to go for it and to try an idea or a different job or a different country to live in because at the end of the day, as scary as it is, I think to myself, well, it might be scary to try this thing I want to do, but the fear isn't greater than the disappointment or sadness of missing out on what's on the other side of that attempt that I want to make. So today I kind of want to talk about what I have done to kind of feel that fear and do things anyways, and also just create space to acknowledge that, particularly as women, we have been, I think, indoctrinated into being so scared to try new things, to do, whether it be starting a business or changing careers or on a personal level, just venturing out of relationships that no longer serve us or branching out to connect with someone who may be our right match, telling our family that we want to live a different way than maybe they expected us to or do things differently than they did. We have been indoctrinated as women to be people pleasers. And so that fear often holds us back from doing the things that make us happy or taking steps toward our dreams And I'm here to tell you that you deserve more than that and you deserve to to try some of those things. In the last couple weeks, I've been telling you about this new group that I've started on Facebook, which you are all welcome to join, uh, the Banishing Burnout Self-Care for the Selfless Professional Group. 
And one of the questions I asked was, if there was something you knew you could do and you wouldn't fail, what would that be? And the most incredible thing happened. Well, actually, two incredible things happened. One, people started listing these amazing, amazing, I tell you, dreams and goals of starting their own practices and opening businesses and traveling places, whether it be like a hobby they may have put out that they wanted to center themselves on or a new profession that they didn't think they could do but felt like if I could do it and not fail, I want to be this. And so that post got 100 plus comments on it And then something, the second thing happened, which was amazing, and that was this community of women who do not know each other outside of this group started supporting each other and seeing the dreams and goals that were written down weren't crazy, that no one was saying, if I could do something and not fail, I would walk on the moon or I would be in this celebrity's body or things that are just completely not realistic necessarily or have like a 1% chance of happening, they were like, I would have a tea house and have high tea in my little town. I would be a doctor. I'm already a nurse, but I wish I would have went back and finished and become a doctor. I'm a caterer and I would have, I would own my own restaurant And have this kind of food. Those were the kinds of dreams that people had. And that they would do if they weren't, if they knew they couldn't fail. And so it got me thinking, how much of our lives are we living only partially? Because these attainable dreams, these completely attainable dreams that we have for ourselves, we're blocking from happening because of fear. Somebody else said they would own their own practice. They always wanted to own an integrative medicine practice or be a part of one, and they're already a licensed therapist. These were not radical, unrealistic goals or dreams that these women had. And then I thought to myself, from my vantage point, I thought, huh, all of you could do any one of these things and be successful. I don't know you one-on-one and know everything about you, but I knew all those women could just instinctively. And yet to them it might seem like that's an impossible dream because of X, Y, and Z. And then I thought about my life and the times that I have been scared and terrified to do the things that were so important and so meaningful to me. And a lot of the times I felt the same way. Maybe as I said it to somebody else, They're thinking, well, sure, you could do that or you could quit this job and do something different when I did a career change or when I moved to Europe for five years, someone was probably thinking, well, yeah, you could could live overseas. That doesn't seem like a ridiculously unattainable goal. Yet from my vantage point when I was first starting out, it seemed like climbing Mount Everest to get that accomplished. The fear made my dream seem insurmountable or seem ridiculous or seem embarrassing and not possible. 
And it made me think that fear diminishes us and diminishes our dreams if we let it. But it's kind of also unavoidable. (laughs) Fear is something that's just like a part of our lives. And it's there for some good reasons. Like fear will stop you from doing something profoundly stupid too, like jumping off a building with no parachute or no safety net, (laughs) making some kind of radical move that is just harmful to yourself. Fear serves a very healthy purpose, but at some point, we have allowed fear as a culture, especially as women, to seep into areas of our lives that we think we need emotional protection from instead of physical protection from that isn't real, that there is no real emotional danger in our dreams. And I think that realization has gone a long way to help me feel it, know it's there, be a big old scaredy cat, and then say, that's it, I'm going to do it anyway. And that has been really my motto over the past maybe 10 years where I really started making some substantially different decisions in my life and stepping out on a combination of faith in myself and some smart, savvy strategy and just saying, okay, I've, I'm, I can do this. I can live a different life. I can defy expectations and I can have, I can create the definition of my version of success without bending to somebody else's. So let's talk about the three things that can motivate you and can help you to feel that fear, acknowledge it, own that it's in the room, but push past it and reach for whatever goal, dream you may have and get it done. So one thing that I think helps you feel the fear and get past it anyway is having an active and healthy imagination. Some people think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's ever a bad thing. I tell people to daydream about their dream or their goal. Really, really visualize it and meditate on what your goal is. I think about the person who wrote that they want to own a tea room and this is a dear person that I've known and I think, oh my goodness, she'd be amazing at owning a tea room. I would go to her tea room and drink all the tea and enjoy every moment because I think she's got great taste and she would be just the perfect personality for something like that. So if that is your dream is to, let's say, own a tea room, we use that for today, then daydream about what that would be like. Visualize the building, visualize the decorations, think about what kinds of teas you'd like, what what would it look like, is it going to have like tea stacked against the wall so people can kind of see the beautiful colors of the tea in these like clear glass jars that people can open up and maybe you have a sample one so they can smell it 
and the smells of a tea room like what would that look like and if you do high tea what would your menu look like are you gonna have like a traditional british high tea or are you gonna put your magical spin on it of your own version like maybe there's a secret you know you version menu right that you know it's the kelly's high tea menu and it has all of maybe my favorite things that i've loved as a tea drinker across europe um, and particularly in England, I love high tea culture. What would that look like? What does the seats look like? Do you have like a really cozy couch feel? Do you have a more um, contemporary feel with beautiful, sleek chairs um, that are comfortable but but look functional? What does your tea room look like? What music plays in your tea room? Maybe you have a book club or you want recruit local you want to recruit local authors to come in and read during special high tea events. Just visualize it all the way through. You want to be able to visualize it so that you are in your tea room. You see yourself opening the door and walking through and being hit with the scent of Earl Grey and the sights of soft blues and greens and the lush couches everywhere and maybe some beautiful classical music from your favorite movie your british movie if it's an homage to british movie maybe it's like i don't know i'm a huge pride and prejudice fan so maybe it's the soundtrack to pride and prejudice that's playing that you enter into and then once you visualize it Write it down. Write down all those details I just daydreamed about with your tea room and your tea house. Because the more you dream about it, the more real it becomes. And the more you write about it, the more real it becomes. And it needs to be so a part of you and so much visualized that it is not just a frivolous or meaningless daydream or something fun to do when you have time in your life to do it as if we all have these abundance of free time anymore but it's a meaningful vision casting it's a meaningful daydream so step one daydream and then journal about it and start with the prompt of if fear were no obstacle I would have this tea room and then write about what it would look like sketch it if you're an artist do an outline like do a floor plan of how it would look so the second thing I would do is take your dream and bring it into small goals to start yourself on the path so right now so so one of the things to do is start reading about tea rooms and high tea and how feasible how much does tea cost I I don't know necessarily all those details um researching a little bit at a time about how much does tea cost what are some loans or grants for women business owners what are some micro goals you can do to get yourself to that start reading about different teas you'd like and tea sets and read about other people who have tea rooms or are super into tea and have tea houses. There is no end to the amount of Facebook groups and free kind of resources that are available to you. Join them and ask them. I'm thinking about owning my own tea room. How did you start? 
and asking them, like, how do they do it? Look at tea enthusiasts. How much does it cost to have a big stock of tea? How feasible is it to do something like that? Is it super expensive? Is it not? And then start writing writing that down and, and creating mini goals that every day you're going to take 10 minutes and look at some version of the of the plan of owning a tea house and how to get there. Nothing that's going to take your whole day, just 10 minutes. Maybe just look at the groups on tea or you read a great article about high tea in American culture and how to integrate it. Or you look at real estate listings in your area. But 10 minutes a day working toward your goal of having that big dream of owning the tea house. And some of those things that you do can be for free. And if we're in a post-COVID world, which we're not right now, but if we are, start having a tea circle with your local women's group and starting a business, a core customer base right today. Like there are things that you can do post-COVID that you could start building a base. Maybe you start having tea groups and tea parties with people that you know in the local area, testing out and feeling out your ideas to see how viable your business plan is. And maybe you theme them and you make people contribute $5 or $10 to your high tea and you do it out of your house on a Sunday and you have a group of people come through and enjoy some tea time and tie it to a book club or tie it to some other event. Just take your dream and distill it into something much smaller, something that looks much more attainable. And the third thing I, I encourage people to do is to say it loud and proud. Announce your dream to someone, whether it be in our Facebook group that I have or to your partner or to your best friend or to your parent, to someone random <laughs> that you meet. But tell someone and tell many people because the thing is, is the more you talk about your dream, the more real it becomes. And the less it becomes some frivolous, silly idea you have, and the more it becomes a goal of something that you're working toward. So shout it from the rooftops and say it loud and proud. that This is something you want to do. This is something that's been on your heart and in your mind and, and you really want to make happen. I tell you, it will trick your brain and slowly you will become aligned with this being something that is no longer some dream out in the middle of nowhere, but an actual goal that you're working toward. And here's the thing. Maybe you never get the full dream, right? But if you take steps along the way, if you start having a tea circle or if you start if you daydream and work toward it, the joy that you're going to feel is going to change your life for the better regardless. More likely than not, you will get your dream. I can tell you how this showed up in my life. So from when I was a little girl, I've never had a problem in daydreaming, full disclosure. There are two very 
distinct sides to me as a person. I am extremely practical and extremely get the job done. Let's let's do all the things and order and and do it well. And then there's a part of me that's completely, you know, to some people's perception, frivolous and daydreamy and just all kinds of creative and who, you know, non tied to time, organization. I have these two sides that are warring with me at all times. And as a young kid, I was totally the daydreamer. So for me, daydreaming has never been a hard thing. <laughs> and I have always wanted to live in Europe since I was a young girl. My mother is British. And so I I always wanted to live overseas. It was always a thing. And I always daydreamed about what it would look like when I lived in Europe, how it would be. In confession, it looked nothing like my daydreams when it finally happened. <laughs> but I just visualized it so much and thought about it so much that it at some point went from being just a kid's daydream to being a goal, something that was going to happen as I was an adult. And I wanted it in my 20s and I tried to get overseas in my 20s and it just didn't happen. And I tried in my early 30s and I didn't see anything going. But I never stopped visualizing it. And I never stopped taking goals toward it. So I vacationed in Europe a lot. Whenever I had enough money, I was overseas. I asked everybody I knew who was an expat, how did you get here? What did you do? What mechanisms did you try? I sent my resume and applied for every job overseas I could think of that I fit in skill sets. I found contractors that went overseas because someone had told me about them and I started spending a certain part of my day looking up jobs that I could apply to or looking up companies that could hire me to go overseas. And eventually, by the time I was in my 30s, an opportunity literally fell into my lap or in this case into my email inbox in the most bizarre way possible. I had applied for another job unrelated and they said, we don't have this job available. Would you like to live in Cambridge, England? Why, yes, I would. That is literally a dream come true to me. But I never stopped micro-goaling and setting aside time to work toward it, even though it took years. And I never stopped daydreaming about it, even though that took decades. And I also said it loud and proud to anyone who would hear. Look, I'm going to live in Europe. Europe has always felt like home to me, and I'm going to live there. Period on the end of the sentence, or maybe an exclamation point. I was going to live in Europe, and it was a finality to it. Like, it was true. And maybe what started as, like, a young girl kind of dreaming, like, I'd really like to live in Europe because I love Beauty and the Beast, and I saw that Belle was in France, and she read books, and I was like, oh, I want to be Belle. I want to be the black version of Belle. But at some point, it turned into, as a grown woman, I'm going to live in Europe. And that there's a finality to that. And I was always a measure of terrified about leaving home. I lived in my parents' home into my 20s. I have an independent spirit, but I was like a homebody sitting next to my mommy. I'm not, I was not somebody who had all these lives ex life experience. But when the time came, 
I was like, oh, fear be whatever. I'm getting on that plane and I'm going to live in Cambridge. And part of what helped me feel that fear and get it done anyway and go through with this is and sell all my belongings and all the other stuff is that I had done those three steps. So even though I was scared and weepy and nervous and didn't know what would happen, my gosh, I'm going to be by myself living in a foreign country. At some point, the fear took a back seat to the fact that I'm doing this and I have got this because I have been working toward this goal for years. And fear, you can be in the car, but you are definitely not going to be in the driver's seat because I am doing this. I'm getting it done. And I got to tell you, those five years, two in England, three in Italy, have been the best of my life. And my story isn't done yet there. As I tell you in this podcast, I will be back living in Europe because Europe now is home to me. So that is now my new goal that I'm going to live in Europe. And you will hear if you listen long enough. You will hear me say, and now I am coming to you from the UK. I felt the fear and I got here again anyway. I can tell you from experience, it's terrifying to have a dream, but there is no substitute for achieving it. And there is no regret you will ever have in your heart when you push through your fear and take steps and live your dream anyway. So I'd love to hear from you. If there's a dream that you have or a thought on this podcast, I want to, to hear about it. So if you don't have a friend or a partner or somewhere to say what your dream is, you can tell me it. I'd love to hear. Send me a direct message on at Burn Bright Podcast on Instagram, I would love to talk to you. So don't be scared to say hello and tell me what you think about this episode or even what you think about whatever your dream is. So that'll bring this episode to a close. Thank you for joining me this week on the Burn Bright Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at, at Burn Bright Podcast or at letsburnbright.com for more info on self-care, mindfulness, and burnout prevention. You can find this podcast on a host of platforms, Apple and Google Podcasts and Spotify, just to name a few. I would love it if you would subscribe and leave a review so that you can catch each new episode and so I can continue to bring you fresh content. Until next Wednesday. Please, please take care of yourself and take care of each other.